Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Book Club. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on Chapter 11 on Christine. I want to start by pointing out the extent that we were lied to as viewers and the extent of Cody's hypocrisy before I get into this chapter. We learned last episode that the marriage between Christine and Cody began to disintegrate around the time that she was pregnant with Truly back in Lehigh. At that time, Christine was overwhelmed. She had a high-risk pregnancy, and before this pregnancy with Truly, she had suffered a scary miscarriage, and she not only cared for her kids and Janelle's kids while pregnant, she also homeschooled, she did the housework, she did the grocery shopping and the cooking and the chores, and she also had to work part-time at night in order to make ends meet. She worked at night, so during her night shifts, Aspen had to take over and get the kids tucked in at night at just 10 years old. So Christine went to Cody, her husband, and she asked for help. She told him she was stressed. She was overwhelmed. Keep in mind, Cody is her husband, the father of her kids, her support system, the man closest to her, the person who is supposed to be closest to her, that she should be able to count on, the man who should be able to sacrifice and make an effort to help Christine care for their kids together. When Christine went to Cody for help, looking for support, Cody told his then wife, no, sorry, I can't help you. You signed up for this. Cody told her he can't do it. There was no way he could do it because he was in other houses. And keep in mind, even though he may have been in a different section of the house, another wife's section, It was three separate apartment units connected in one big house. So technically, Cody was in one house and he could have been there. He wasn't in a separate house away from Christine's house. Christine told Cody they all lived in one house and he said he just can't do it. He refused. Now let's travel all the way back to the pilot episode so we can see an example of Cody's lying to viewers and of Cody's hypocrisy. Cody says, just before bed, we go to bed. We have a family prayer. He hugs and kisses all his kids goodnight. They're in a line to say goodnight to him. Then we see him tucking in Janelle's kids. And Cody says, I want to always be able to do a bed check as he tucks Savannah in. He says he wants to peek in on all of them to make sure that they're all breathing, to make sure that they are all having a peaceful evening. He wants to say goodnight to everybody in the family as well, meaning all his kids and all his wives. So when Christine asked for help a couple nights a week, tucking her kids in, that should have been no problem. And instead, he refused to do it and he allowed Aspen, who was in fifth grade, to do it, to be put in a parentified role. So viewers were sold a lie from day one. We were deceived. We were hoodwinked by the used car salesman spinning his narrative. Another example of Cody putting on a show for viewers, another example where his words don't match his actions, is how Cody has always said his wives are free to leave him, and he said he will do all he can financially to help a wife should a wife decide to leave him in order for him to support them, in order for him to support his kids, with that wife that leaves financially. There are many examples of Cody saying this, 
But the one I want to highlight today is from Sister Wives Season 1, Episode 8. Natalie Morales asks Cody if the wives can leave if they want to. Cody says if the wives want to leave, they are free to leave and take the kids. And he would work double time to do all he could to make it easy and convenient on his wives. He said it would be like, and here he foreshadows, he looks directly at Christine as he says this, as if somehow he knew, even back then, that she would leave first. And he says, it would be like, hey, if you're going to take the kids, can you move in the house next door to us and I'll pay you, I'll pay you more. I'll buy the house. I'll do whatever. He says he'll work extra time and do whatever it takes to make it work for the kids and to keep the kids close. So Cody says here he will work double time. He will do whatever it takes. Has Cody done whatever it takes for Christine to help her with her kids and her relocation and her financial stability after this divorce? This is just one example of many examples of Cody vowing that should a wife decide to leave, he would cover them financially. So I wonder if Cody has kept his words or if his words match his actions. Judging by Cody's track record of empty words with incongruent actions, it's doubtful. Is Cody doing all he can to provide for Christine and their children? Or is Cody doing all he can to protect his assets, knowing Christine is leaving? I wonder about that. Cody seems very concerned that Christine will meet a man who would want to take Cody's dirty, nasty money that he made off the backs of the family, off of his wives and off of his kids that he exploits, so that his favorite wife and kids can continue to live in the lifestyle they have been accustomed to. Let's remember, Cody sees his family, he calls them the obstacles to his goals in life, the obstacles to achieving his goals in life. But let's remember, without Cody's wives, without Cody's kids, Cody wouldn't have this TV show. He certainly wouldn't have his TLC paycheck. No man who would be worthy of Christine, no man who has any self-respect as a man would want a cent of Cody's dirty, disgusting money that he was able to accrue based on the filming of his wives and his kids. At this point, filming the suffering that Cody's wives and kids endure at his hands and the money he makes off that, it's bad juju money. No one wants money from their family's emotional suffering. But Cody seems to be very concerned with his money and counting his coins. That little speech he gave Christine about promising she won't sue him promising she won't meet a man who will take him for every penny he has. That was really pathetic and it was insulting to Christine and her intelligence. No real man that would be the caliber of a man and a human that Christine would be with would want a cent of that money. And that whole conversation with Christine was so insulting to Christine and to her intelligence. And Christine, by the way, knows how it felt to marry a loser. Why would she want another one? Why would she even need a man to be happy and fulfilled? Maybe what she went through with Kotex was so difficult and so stressful that the woman just wants to enjoy her freedom for now. Maybe she just wants to enjoy her life. Maybe she just wants to enjoy her kids and her family. Maybe she doesn't want that right now. 
Maybe she doesn't need a man to be happy. Why would she when she wants a husband, if she wants a husband or a boyfriend or whatever? Why would Cody assume that she would pick a loser who wants his money? No one wants his money. I doubt he has that much and it's bad juju money made from poison and ego and greed. Why would a man who respects himself, a man who would be good enough for a woman like Christine at her level want to touch bad juju money? But keep in mind, viewers, that Cody said this here in Season 1, Episode 8, that he would be there to support his wives financially if they choose to leave him. And he said this in many other episodes, too. And in this episode, he said, Season 1, Episode 8, he will work extra time. He will do whatever it takes. He will pay that wife. He will help support her financially so she can leave if she wants. So has Cody covered Christine? Has Cody covered all the medical bills from Truly or from Isabel? Remember when Cody wanted to put off the surgery six months, possibly so Isabel would turn 18 and then maybe he wouldn't have to be financially responsible for anything insurance did not cover? I wonder what Cody has done to help Christine financially, like he promised. He told the world he would cover it. He would work double time to help a wife who wants to leave. I know Christine sold her land on Coyote Pass allegedly for 10 bucks, and that was in Cody's favor. But what has Cody done for Christine? Does he support her financially? Does he give her money to pay for her kids? Does he give her money to help house Truly? Does he help pay for Christine's bills, the groceries, Truly's braces if she needs them? I don't know. Christine is a strong, independent woman, and I know she can cover everything herself. But as the ex-husband and as the father of Christine's kids, Cody said he would cover this. He would work double time. So I wonder... What is Cody doing to cover Christine? And what is Cody doing to cover Truly? What is he doing to cover Christine's other kids? Is he working double time like he promised he would? Is he covering everything? I also want to point out how staged everything is. And reality TV isn't really reality, of course. I want to credit viewer Diana for bringing this to my attention. I noticed how staged the scene with Cody and Robin was, obviously, last episode. It was horrendous acting, and I noticed Robin wasn't writing anything down as Cody walked in, as she was just pretending to. But Diana mentioned how Robin was holding the pencil with her eraser upside down, with her eraser to the paper. It was that bad. That was a great catch by Diana. I noticed that she wasn't putting the pencil to the paper, but I didn't exactly notice that it was also eraser side down towards the paper. So she was holding the pencil in the completely wrong way. The standards are just so high. I mean, nobody can reach Cody and Robin's expectations and standards. They are just sky high. Robin can't even play act at holding the pencil properly. I don't get how these two haven't won an Academy Award. It is just so authentic. Obviously, we know Robin isn't authentic. Her heart doesn't swell with love for her sister wives. It definitely doesn't swell for her sister wife, Christine, or she wouldn't have given Cody the worst advice in the world to insist to sleep where he was unwanted, 
where a boundary was set by Christine. Robin's advice was for Cody to violate that boundary set by Christine and for Cody to violate Christine's feeling of safety and security in her own home. Her advice wasn't the advice you would give your sister's husband. When your sister tells her husband she doesn't want him there, he isn't welcome there at her home. As a sister, would you go encourage the husband that it's a great idea for him to sleep there even if it's just on the couch? That's not the advice you give to the husband of the sister that you love, that he should violate your sister's boundaries and her peace of mind. Robin's acting seems to be just as genuine as her character and her love for the family. Anyways, let's get into chapter 11 on Christine. Christine points out that having six kids of her own, plus 11 other kids who come and go from her place, is fun, but it's also challenging. She and her sister wives have had to combine their different approaches to parenting to create one cohesive vision all the kids understand. There are benefits to their different perspectives as the kids have gotten older, and all the sister wives have contributed to how well-rounded and well-adjusted the brown kids are. But as the kids grow, the difference between Christine's parenting style and her sister wives' parenting styles have become more obvious. All four households have the same rules, but the enforcement of the rules varies greatly in each household. Christine gives the example of jumping on couches. She says Mary's couches will last a lifetime, but Janelle's couches were broken after just a month. Her couches get dirty really fast, while Robin's couches will stay perfect in pristine condition for a very long time. We know Janelle had mentioned that some of her sister wives weren't happy that Logan was allowed to play with the pots and pans in the kitchen when they all lived together, and Janelle wanted Logan to be able to explore as much as possible as a baby. So it's probably so complicated to have to raise kids if you live in one house with other sister wives with other parenting styles. You probably can't just raise your kid as you see fit without interference from other wives. You can't always parent as you want. And if you wanted all the kids to have similar rules with very different parenting styles, to have something cohesive to stick to so that the kids don't get confused as far as the general rules, that sounds extra complicated to navigate. It doesn't sound fun and it doesn't sound easy. None of the houses allow eating in the living room. Mary has a perfect living room. It's spotless, Christine says. Janelle's living room has food spots on the carpet and couches. Christine finds wrappers between the couch cushions. She even finds forks and plates under her couches. Robin finds hidden wrappers too, but it's not as bad as Christine's house apparently. Christine says they are lucky that they don't all react the same with parenting issues with their children. When Christine feels it's impossible to connect with her kids, she relies on her sister wives to help her. Mary and Isabel have formed a very sweet bond. Mary is loving and patient with Isabel, and Isabel is sweet to Mary in return. Once, Christine recounts picking up Isabel from Mary's house, 
Isabel told Christine Mary was her bestie. Christine says she adores Hunter and he is always welcome at her home. Hunter and Christine really do share a very special bond. Remember when they first moved to Vegas and Hunter was withdrawn and depressed and he was really sad and he was holed up in his room without really engaging in his life? Janelle had a pool party for the teens, but Hunter didn't want to be there. He was in his room and he asked Christine if he could just chill and kick it and have some truly time. And Christine let Hunter chill. She let Hunter be as he was. And she was just there and she was supportive. And it was really kind and it was really nurturing and it was really loving. And it was good that Hunter had an adult to go to in the family who understood on some level what he was going through. Christine was very supportive and she wasn't overbearing. She let Hunter go through whatever he was going through. She let him be. And I thought that was remarkable. It was amazing. Also, we know Hunter adores Christine as well. He showed up after Isabel's surgery. He drove three hours to be there and he probably had to quarantine two weeks first. He had to be extra careful to not put Isabel at risk as she healed from surgery. And Hunter was able to sacrifice to be there for his other mom, Christine, and his sister, Isabel. It shows Hunter's character and the type of relationships the kids all have with each other and all have with their moms in the family. Robin has a close relationship with McKelty. Christine says Robin gets McKelty. And Christine really appreciates that because not everyone in the family gets McKelty's unique outlook. McKelty struggled with her identity at times. So Christine knows it helped her to have family other than her mom for her to confide in. Christine says all the wives pitch in to help with the kids however they can. So why did none of them help tuck in Christine's kids when Cody refused so Aspen wouldn't have to be parentified in fifth grade? Christine goes out of her way to interact with her kids one-on-one. She thinks the individual time with her kids is important, especially in such a big family. Christine says they have reading times and game times, and her kids are her favorite hobby. Christine regularly sets up outings with her kids. Sometimes they might just do simple things like get ice cream together or rent a movie that they'll watch in her room together. Christine says back in Utah, they used to go to her mom's every Sunday night. And Christine liked to keep up that tradition of doing a Sunday family thing. So one week they drove to the desert and another week they went bowling as a family. They still do stuff with the whole family. They worship in their homes since they are away from their church. They do church as a family and then family dinner so everyone can hang out now that they are in Vegas at this point and everyone is living in the separate rentals. They spend the evenings doing family stuff together. Christine says since she spends so much time with her kids, she feels very attuned to their needs. And this allows her to be able to establish realistic punishments on a case-by-case basis in her home. Christine chooses consequences that suit the situation. She gives an example that if Aspen leaves the car messy, her punishment is to clean it and vacuum out the carpets. 
If McKelty wears inappropriate clothing, Christine confiscates those clothes. When Peyton gets bad grades, it's no more Xbox. When Gwendolyn picks on Isabel, she does Isabel's chores. And when Isabel is a brat, she doesn't get to spend time with her mom. Christine's biggest problem right now, at the time of writing this book, were her teenagers Aspen and McKelty and how they dress. Keep in mind that her oldest girls were teenagers while she was writing this book, and of course now they're grown adults with husbands and kids and lives of their own. The adults don't think even a hint of cleavage is appropriate. Any cleavage at all is inappropriate. But the girls try to get away with it. Christine says if she and her sister wives were to address this problem of cleavage, they would handle it differently. Mary wouldn't allow the girls to buy the shirt in the first place. Janelle wouldn't notice the low neckline unless it was very drastic, and then she would mention that it wasn't appropriate. Robin would lecture the girls on purity. Of course she would. I can't wait till I get to her purity talk episode. Mary would want the girls to express themselves while still abiding by the rules. Christine just tells the girls to change or pull up their shirts to cover more. She reveals she has recently hidden all of her girls' shirts that have low necklines, but they always manage to buy new ones. They all agree on the neckline issue in the family, but each sister wife's approach to handling it is very different. All the sister wives don't always see eye to eye on all the issues. A sister wife might give their two cents if they don't agree with another wife's parenting style. But that doesn't happen very often. Christine says if she has an issue with her kids and she is unsure of how she wants to handle it, she might consult her sister wife for her opinion on it. Christine says one of the best things about plural marriage is that when she is unsure about how to approach a situation, she can rely on one of her sister wives for some great advice because her sister wives may have experienced the exact same thing. Now, I'm gonna give you an example of some advice Christine got from a sister wife about her relationship with Cody. Let's just evaluate how great the advice is. Do you guys remember a scene in Sister Wives Season 4, Episode 2? Christine goes to Mary, and they have a heart-to-heart. Christine and Mary are sitting on Mary's bed. Mary has injured her foot. Christine tells Mary she has a beautiful family picture, and she says she and Cody never did take a family picture. Mary asks why, and Christine says, just we're not getting along well enough. Christine tells Mary, I mean asking him to do something when you aren't really on good terms Hello, she says cynically. Christine says, no, he's not going to want to do family pictures with me. Mary asks, so you guys are still struggling? And Christine tells her, yeah. And Mary asks, is anything getting better? Christine responds, there's things about our relationship that we need to discuss. There's things about our relationship that we need to fix. Here comes Mary's stellar advice, because guess what? She and Cody went through the same thing. Mary tells Christine, 
They were bad. They could not say anything to each other without setting each other off. Mary tells Christine, until she starts changing and she starts improving and doing things better, it's not going to make a difference. Christine responds, okay, but at what point does he realize he has made mistakes too? And Mary says she doesn't know when that point will be. Christine asks if Cody has realized he has made mistakes with Mary, if he has talked to Mary about the mistakes he's made with her. Christine asks if it has helped Mary. And Mary says there are times when Cody will say he is stupid, but it takes him a long time. Her advice is it's hard for guys who seem to come back and say, you know, I was wrong. Christine says that Mary is saying she has to do everything one-sided. She says, I have to fix me. And Mary says, you do, meaning Christine does have to fix herself. Christine says, then it's just one-sided. And Mary says, it might be a while, but yeah, she is serious. This is how she handles it. And Christine asks, is that what really helped you? And Mary says, um, yeah, it has. And Christine says, she doesn't see that it has helped her. She sees how Mary is being so sweet all of the time. And Christine says, she is just wondering, is it really doing her any good? She says, Mary, he hasn't gone out of town with you all of last year. You didn't get a birthday or an anniversary. She tells Mary, I'm sorry. And Mary says, last year, Christine is right. It was just bad timing around her birthday and her anniversary, and so it never happened. And Mary keeps thinking, okay, it'll happen. She isn't at a point where she can just blow it off and say it doesn't matter because it does matter. But what matters more is the relationship she has with Cody when he is around. So... Mary sacrifices her own wants and needs and her issues in the relationship. She shoves them down. She shoves down her voice to just keep sweet and pretend to be happy while Cody is there just so he will want to be around her, basically. And now she is advising Christine to also do the same thing. So after Mary says what matters more is the relationship that she has with Cody when he is around, So she avoids bringing up that she didn't get a birthday or she didn't get an anniversary last year or a trip, that that doesn't matter. She shoves it down just to be happy and capitalize on enjoying the time she has with Cody when he's around to make it convenient for him. And Christine says when Cody is around, she tries to be happy and she tries to be fine, but sometimes she can't block that underlying current. She asks Mary, So I just have to pretend that everything is okay? And Mary says, no, Christine, you don't pretend. But she says that Christine should make the best of the time that she has together with Cody. And Mary says Christine has to figure out another way to work through her own issues without putting it all on Cody. Christine tells Mary it went back to the courtship with Robin. And Mary asks if Christine still has issues with that. And Christine says she does still have issues. And Mary asks Christine, 
You're not moving past that? And Christine says no. And she says she doesn't trust that Cody will come around. And Mary tells Christine her not trusting that is what is keeping Cody away. Christine tells Mary it's gone, meaning her marriage, meaning her trust in Cody. And Mary gives the example to Christine. How many times does Christine do something for Isabel and Isabel gripes at her mom anyways? And she asks Christine, how frustrating is that to you? And Christine responds, very frustrating. And Mary tells Christine, that's exactly how Cody feels. Mary apologizes for throwing it at Christine, but she tells her she is the only person who can change, and she says you can't change anybody else. Mary says she advises Christine to go have fun on her date with Cody and to not bring up any of her problems with Cody on the date. She advises Christine to just be happy and have fun, and Christine assures Mary She won't bring up her relationship problems with Cody on their date. So this advice that Mary, Christine's sister wife, gave her because she has been there with Cody is really atrocious advice in my opinion. And it almost feels to me like Mary is trying to condition Christine to be convenient for Cody, to shove her wants and needs down to silence her voice and to just be happy to just be fun, to just be light, and to just keep sweet around Cody. She's encouraging Christine to be easy and to accept less than she deserves from her husband. And she's basically saying that it's Christine's fault, that Christine has to fix herself. Christine has to fix her lack of trust in Cody. It's her lack of trust in Cody that keeps him away. It's her failure to overcome her own faults. It's her pesky jealousy and insecurity that is the problem. It's all Christine. Christine has to change herself to accommodate and accept Cody and his bad behavior. And she has to be able to tolerate it better. Cody can't be expected to change. He can't be expected to be a better husband. He can't be expected to be accountable. He can't be expected to be a decent man, a good husband, a good father. This is on Christine. Christine has to change herself. She isn't good enough as is. It's her fault, all of it. And she is being weak and she is at fault. She is the one being inconvenient. And her being inconvenient, bringing up her problems with Cody, using her voice, pushes Cody away. It's her fault that Cody isn't there engaging with her. See how these women have to walk on eggshells for Cody See how they have to shove down the inconvenience of their wants and needs so their husband can stick around and engage with them, but only as long as they are convenient and easy for him and they blow smoke up his ass? This is horrible advice. Just keep sweet. Just be happy. Be easy so it's convenient for Cody so he will want to be there and do things with you like take the family photo. Be sweet. Be simple for Cody. Shove down your voice, shove down your concerns, cook a feast for his ego so he will enjoy being around you. What the fuck kind of advice is Mary giving? When does Cody take accountability? When is Cody expected to sacrifice for his wives? 
When does Cody allow them to have a voice and compromise without using his typical abusive and manipulative tactics and his disengagement, which is emotional abuse, by the way. Every time Cody distances and disengages, that is emotional abuse. Mary's advice is train yourself to tolerate Cody. Train yourself to constantly give his ego a good BJ. Train yourself to shove down your problems and just pretend to be happy. So Cody comes around. So he wants to be around you. You are the problem. And Mary is conditioning Christine to behave this way, that she should accept this treatment, that she should accept walking on eggshells, that she should accept less than she deserves, that she should accept to quiet her voice and then to compare Christine to an ungrateful, unappreciative child who nags their mom and to say because Christine wants to have adult conversations with Cody about their relationship, because Christine brings up her issues with him in their relationship, because Christine wants to communicate about it and compromise like a grown adult, it annoys Cody. It's an annoyance, a frustration to him. It's an inconvenience for him to have to be a grown-ass man and to talk to his wife about their problems. It's a frustration that his wife should even want to communicate with him, just like a bratty Isabel can be a frustration to her mom. Get the fuck out. This is such a warped way of thinking, and the way Mary as first wife is conditioning Christine to keep sweet gives me major culty vibes. Mary is basically saying that it's up to Christine to change expecting what she deserves. It's up to Christine to tolerate less than, and it's up to Christine to pretend to be happy and shove down her problems and shove down her wants and needs if she wants Cody to give her fair and equal time as a husband, and if she wants investment as a husband and a father from Cody for herself and for her kids. This is some sick shit. To go to a sister wife and be manipulated and conditioned and groomed to silence her voice. This is horrible that Christine had to go through this, and this is terrible advice. She probably felt so stuck and so suffocated in that situation. That episode is really good, by the way, and Christine goes on to explain how she feels about Robin's courtship and how she now feels about her place in the family with Robin entering the family. It's a very insightful episode that I really look forward to getting to. I would encourage you guys to check it out if you're interested. It's season four, episode two, and it really does give a lot of insight on Christine, and I really can't wait to get to do the commentary on that one. So that's an example of one of the benefits of polygamy that Christine is claiming, of the stellar advice Christine gets from her sister wives who have also been through it. Christine says, as a family, that they are all working on the issue of dating. Some of the teens in the family are testing the boundaries of what is permissible. But the adults band together to give the kids constructive guidance so the kids understand the consequences of doing too much before they are ready. The rules are that before the age of 16, the kids can hang out with friends, they can do activities, as long as nothing romantic is going on. Before the age of 16, if a kid has a crush, they aren't allowed to go out with their crush. 
At 16, the kids can group date, but they still can't go out on individual couples dates until the age of 18. They strictly enforce the rules, but there are gray areas. For example, once at age 15, McKelty and a boy wanted to go to a dance. So Christine and Cody checked out McKelty's phone to make sure the boy was just a platonic friend. And they met with this boy and they allowed McKelty and this boy to attend the dance because there was nothing romantic going on. Christine was away the night of the dance, so she asked McKelty what mom she wanted to help her get ready. And McKelty picked Robin, and Robin made sure that McKelty was dressed modestly, and she also helped McKelty do her hair and makeup. It was a great bonding experience, Christine says, for herself, Robin, and McKelty. Robin even sent Christine the pictures. The teens are allowed an online presence, they're allowed social media, but all the adults monitor their activity. But they allow the kids social media in order to keep in touch with friends. But they are very careful of it because of the fame aspect since everyone in the family are public figures now. But they also ask the kids not to go check out blogs about the show because some people have no conscience online and they just say how they feel very directly and it's hurt the kids before in the past. Christine gives an example of a lady who was being harsh online towards Robin, and Aspen came to Robin's defense, telling the lady she doesn't know them from just watching their show one hour a week, and she says that people judge with just a small amount of knowledge. And Aspen said Robin is one of her moms and she loves her, and that lady didn't even know Robin. Christine says all the adults have to deal with controversy in their lives now, and the kids do too. Christine says having four households with four different sets of rules does complicate things for the kids. The pros of their situation outweigh the cons though. Christine loves that the kids travel from house to house because they love seeing each other, and the kids also love spending time with their other moms. Janelle's sons, Hunter and Garrison, go over to Christine's house a lot. This is around the time of Vegas when they first moved and each wife had a separate rental. Isabel usually hangs out at Robin's house or Mary's house. When summer ended, Christine's house was the most popular among the kids because truly is a big draw. Christine always wanted to have her house be the hangout house, so she's happy that now she does have the hangout spot. Christine is stricter when it comes to organizing family activities. She makes her kids clean the house before the family comes over. And normally the kids complain and they tell Christine they prefer hanging out at Janelle's whenever this happens. Christine says she and Janelle have developed a close relationship where they rely on each other and they gravitate towards helping each other out. Janelle works and Christine takes care of the house and the kids. In Utah, Janelle and Christine did the grocery shopping together. And if Christine needed stuff or Janelle needed anything, they were happy to help each other out. Christine would even be comfortable raiding Janelle's fridge if she needed something while making dinner. Imagine if Christine needed something out of Robin's fridge. 
Robin would probably be so put out by it. Remember how Robin scolded Isabel when she had a simple bowl of cereal and Robin shamed her and scolded her saying that she was supposed to have a snack and not a meal? How would Robin take it if Christine needed to borrow a cup or two of milk? It would probably have been such an inconvenience. The family has weekly Friday night dinners and Sunday potlucks, but the wives' households don't overlap too much in Vegas. In fact, they usually all eat alone in their own houses since they moved to Vegas, and they tend to congregate now in groups of two. I'll take that to mean that Christine and Janelle and their kids usually got together on their own even back then. Many of the relationships in the family require one-on-one time to develop. And Christine says it doesn't just need to happen when you incorporate a new wife into the family. The kids hang out still, but the wives seem to work independently and they stay in their own houses. Christine says the family identity has really changed since the move to Vegas. They used to interact much more often before Vegas. They still do phone calls or family meetings, but the old spontaneity they once had is now a thing of the past. Everything has to be planned now. Christine misses hanging out with her sister wives, but she acknowledges that she winds up enjoying staying home in the evenings. In the future, Christine would like to move back into a house with a sister wife. It's interesting that Christine wrote this because understandably, She did not want to move into one house when Cody suggested it. In fact, she was the loudest, firmest voice of opposition against everyone living in one house, which is understandable, of course. Christine says she misses the communal aspect of their plural lifestyle. In fact, she and Janelle have been looking at houses together because they're a good team. Christine says Janelle is practical, and she can handle the finances and the administration and the bills, while Christine can take care of the cooking and the cleaning and the crafts. Their kids are all close in age, and they would all love to be under one roof. The only issue is finding a big enough house, because they would need nine bedrooms, which would be a mansion, really. But Christine and Janelle hope to make it work. She says it helps that Mary and Robin like living in their separate houses, And she says some people may think that sister wives are joined at the hip, but they are an example of a family where some people want more closeness and some people prefer more privacy, and the family finds a way to accommodate everyone. Christine says there will be changes to their lifestyle. The family keeps evolving. The family keeps growing. Logan is the oldest, and soon he will be off to college. And so will Aspen and Leo. Christine doesn't know how the family will adapt to having a slightly emptier nest, but she is sure it'll be full of surprises. Christine was right about that one. I wonder if back then, when Christine wrote this, if she ever imagined she would ever leave one day, or that she would be the first wife to leave, or that she would grow so much and find her voice and find her strength so amazingly. That does it for this episode. I want to remind everyone to please go support Christine. Go check out her amazing cooking show, Cooking with Just Christine, available on TLC's website and their Insta page. 
There are new episodes every Sunday. I will be back this week for the next episode of Sister Wives, Season 17, Episode 2. Is there a favorite wife? To my YouTube viewers, please like and subscribe. And let me know your thoughts in the comments section if you like. I'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.